Okay, perfect. I'm officially recording. I'm no longer a fuck up. Yes, for once in your miserable For once life. in my miserable, goddamn, <laughs> pathetic life. Uh, and the good news front is you don't have to wear pants while we do this, so... Yes. <laughs> that little red light on the camera, that's me, and we're all happy here. So we're good. You're great. You're great. All right, we're going to do this in at three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Two. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of another season of the greatest podcast of the history of podcasts in mankind. It's the Fratchet Podcast! How's it going, Mr. Mo? What's back? Yo, what's up? How did we make it a season three? I don't know, man. That's fucking wild. They just won't cancel us, no matter what we you talk know, about. You know, they should. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they just say, they keep on going. I'm like, out. okay, like this sounds fantastic to me. In the off season, I was actually featured in HuffPost, in a relationship post, and yeah. I was featured as the co-host of the Fratchat Podcast, and it just feels so good to know that us corrupting people's youth with just talking shit every single week has led to something so i'll take it i'll take it sir that's amazing <laughs> i know we discussed it before but i just want to remind the listeners that um carlos and i uh, carlos and i won a gay award we won an yeah. award for having the best gay script so that's this right. so carlos is officially um, pretty gay. I'm pretty sure I'm the I'm the ambassador of gay people now. I'm, yeah. I'm on my way to becoming the emperor. You know, uh, eventually I'll be king and then emperor, and you know, and then I'll be queen of the gays because that's kind of you know, the queen goes first and then the king and all that stuff. Well, so, I think that's my title. Uh, no, that uh, um, that will be my title. Thank you, because I'm pretty sure as the gay one in the group, I am the one contributing all the gayness here. Um, okay. Everybody knows that. You know, fine. Cause... You can be queen. Fine. It's fine. Whatever. That's <laughs> fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's up with you? How's how's the off season? You know, we've been talking every week. They don't know that. So we're gonna we're gonna put the illusion that we just haven't spoken since last time, and then we'll pretend uh, because our audience isn't that smart sometimes um, that oh, they don't understand. I, mean, I was gonna say it, but... um, wait, you're not supposed to insult our audience. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought the note said insult the audience at every chance you get. Um, that is a note from our new uh, assistant. We had to get rid of Jimmy, unfortunately. Uh, he was part of the insurrection on Correct. January 6th. And um, it didn't go well. It did not go well. I did not know he had uh, such extreme beliefs uh, prior to hiring him. That's my bad. But I also did not know that he looked very cool in face paint. So shout out for that, Jimmy. That's definitely uh, something cool to add to your resume. And uh, also, we like to say, enjoy your stay at the penitentiary, Jimmy. And thank you for all your hard work here at the Frat Chat Podcast. You will never be forgotten. Okay, is that over? Are we good? Okay, great. Oh, God, Jimmy was awful. I will definitely will not miss that guy. Oh, well, we're back live. Oh, hey, hey, you guys, we are back here at the Frat Chat Podcast. Uh, yeah, in that totally planned, impromptu moment. <laughs> yeah, totally planned. <laughs> but anyways, it's time to move on to the important things. Uh, we replaced Jimmy with our new season three intern, Timmy, because we don't like change. And uh, Jimmy was already hard enough to remember for SEMO, so I figured just keep it keep it simple. Keep it simple. So just Timmy, change one letter. Timmy is doing okay. Same. He doesn't look as handsome in, like, Viking garments, but right. we'll, we'll take right. it. We'll work on that. We'll work on the whole Viking garment gear. Um, yeah, we'll work on that. We can order some of that for him on Amazon, and then we'll just discount it from his pay. Um, yeah, you know, which is food. We just pay him in food. We feed him while he's here, and uh, he has to bring the food. But, you know, we feed him. We let him eat it. So that counts. <laughs> <laughs> that totally counts. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the past few weeks, um, 
Ah, the the trophy for our award is lost in the mail, and I'm livid. They emailed me. <laughs> Why does that said, always happen? What they said? They said, don't forget to take a picture of your award, you with your award, and um, you know, send it uh, to us so we can put it on Facebook. And I keep responding with, where is it? I want it. We worked very hard for it. It's been I feel like years. This is like a an endless situation where they just keep emailing you saying, why won't you take a picture of the award? And then you just respond, why won't you send me the award? And they just send you back because you won't take a picture with the award, sir. It's like, but you won't send me the award mm-hmm. it's like, because you won't take a picture with the award. Why don't you get this, Simo? God. I might just take a picture <laughs> with a plunger and then post it on Facebook <laughs> and be like, unfortunately, um, best film awards has been unable to deliver. So I have no other choice but to pose with this. Um, you know, we'll see. It's actually interesting because the award for the gay script is actually a golden uh, little vibrating plunger. So it's kind of similar. It's the same thing. You know, oh, just nice. stick it right up in there. And you can carry it with you wherever you go. You know, like an Oscar is really hard to carry around. It's very heavy. Not a plungy. Just pop it right in there. <laughs> Take it anywhere you please. Dual purpose. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I put a plunger and I stick it on the wall and I just back up to it like, like a truck. Boop, oh, boop, that's, that's boop. smart. I and back then, up right against it. You don't have to worry about falling into it because people put it on the ground and then they fall into it and then they die. Yeah. Or, you know, I end up walking around with a limp for two weeks. Oh, wait, did I say me? Because I totally was not talking about me. I was just talking about people in general, you know, like not me. I just, that was like a general, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, totally. So, so um, as <clears throat> our fellow New Yorkers know that we are under uh, like a foot and a half of snow at the moment. And it's just interesting to me because Governor Cuomo was like, this is a state of emergency. And I mean, I get it. It's hard to like maneuver. So I guess a lot of places have to close down. Uh, but I think to myself, why is this an emergency, but it's okay to open up restaurants in New York on Valentine's Day? They're like, that's okay. Oh, yes, we're still be so at a peak of like a pandemic. You know, New that's Yorkers aren't so very responsible. Crowded. So it's frustrating that they haven't prioritized servers with their vaccine shots. And they're like, you know, right now, with a little bit of snow that we get every year. They're like, this is crazy. This is an emergency. Yet, when there's like unpredictable uh, new strain of this super contagious virus, you know, exploding in the States, they're like, okay, well, we can open up, you know, for (laughs) Valentine's Day. Of course. Yes. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, that sounds good. I would not be caught dead in a restaurant during COVID on Valentine's Day. I don't like going to restaurants on regular Valentine's Day because it's so goddamn crowded. And they always try to figure out ways to fit more people in that are never good. But you add COVID into the mix? Hell no. I'm out. I'm out. So I I got my first shot already. I'm waiting for my second. Um, But you know what's frustrating is even though I think New York is much better off than other states. We still have a bunch of dumbasses. This, our, our clientele is a little bit more um, uh, pretentious and entitled. So, like, even though they fill out a COVID questionnaire uh, to screen out someone that maybe weren't that mo- weren't super responsible or may have been exposed, uh, we have specific questions for them to fill out. And then in the exam chair, they're like, "I just got back from Florida, so I had to stop in here real quick." And I was like, wait, what? You were traveling? One of the questions is, have you been out of the state in the last two weeks? And to Florida? Oh, my God. And so every day, there's always something. And I'm like, okay, well, this bitch is going to kill me. Oh, great. I, this is how I die. I, th- I think for uh, maybe a couple of years after COVID officially ends, I might still quarantine from Florida myself just because they have been getting pretty fucking weird while all this shit has been going down. Totally. Like, fuck COVID. You know how much herpes it probably is everywhere? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I like my penis smooth and non-bumpy. Thank Florida, you very much. Florida, the great syphilis state. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a mess. How is how's yeah. your family? How's well, everybody? They're doing good. They're, they're hanging, dancing around, you know, doing what all of us Spanish people do. We're eating our beans, eating our cheeses. It's just, you know. And lots of guacamole. Was, yes, I figured I would beat you to a racist comment, you know, so I just said it myself. Um, Timmy is very good at flagging that. He actually sent me a little post-it note saying, watch out, you're setting yourself up for a quite racist <laughs> uh, statements from Simo. And I said, oh, thank you, Timmy. So you're good, Timmy. 
You're good. He's really like good. You. He also is always fully stocked with quaaludes in case I would ever want to have some fun with the co-host. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, he was let go from his last job. Uh, it was before COVID because his client, uh, Bill Cosby, was arrested. Um, you know, he's been unemployed ever since. Uh, no one's been looking for an in-home bartender in these tough times. So, you know, he's been here with us, helping us out. And he makes great drinks, but everybody that comes to the studio gets really sleepy after. I don't get Did that. Did you know yeah. that um, Bill Cosby used to be my favorite, all-time favorite comedian? And now he's your second favorite And then comedian. after that all went down, I was like, at least I have Louis C.K. And I was like, fucking <laughs> A. Oh, my God. Why does everything we love turn into creeps? Yeah. Like, first it was Father Brian. Now this? We can't take this anymore. You guys got to do better out there. From all of us here at the Frat Chat Podcast, do better. God. Anyways, speaking of Louis C.K. and his loads, <laughs> I think we all know that sometimes you're just a bad load away from ruining something, you know, or maybe from making something better. Who knows? And I don't know why I'm segueing with this weird conversation. I don't know But either. that's what I'm doing. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I'm going to make it to the finish line and finish this segue into an entertaining way that somehow brings it all together. I don't know. I'm not even close, but let me see if I can get there. Okay. okay. So anyways, back in season one, people said, hey, we love you guys talking about uh, your fraternity stories. You know, they're very funny, very entertaining. And in season two, we introduced a little concept called story time at the Frat Chat Podcast. And people were like, oh my God, that's very funny. You should maybe bring the two segments together and stick them together like when a load <sighs> is stuck oh, in yeah, your sock see, no. and then it's stuck to you. You know, and that right there is the load connection. I did it. I did it flawlessly, might I add, because I'm just that damn good. So this season here at the Frat Chat Podcast, we want to make sure to go back to our roots a little bit and talk college experience. And what better way than to start the season with a little Frat Chat Podcast presents story time. And we're going to talk about pledging. Okay, I did it. That was a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually not to me, you know, up in the cuckold situation that I'm in. I say to the other guy. I just watch yeah. and uh yeah, I, I wish one day, maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> I light a candle for you. Thank you, that's all I ask. But anyways, we're gonna do some story time, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not gonna lie, I am super excited. And we're gonna go with the same rules as last time. I have written a little story about Simo's least favorite pledge experience, which he told me about. He has written one about mine. We have not seen these scripts at all, and we're going to read them for the first time on the air right now. All right. I'm ready. Do, who, which one do you want to do first? Um, I mean, I went first last time. I can go first again, or I can let you. You know, I can, let's, let's, you, you want to go first? You know, age before beauty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 thanks. Timmy sent me that one too. So, okay. Timmy, you're He's wow. earning his keep. <laughs> okay, so, you, so okay, I mine's in a different format. So, I'm, um, uh, I write scripts all the time. And so, uh, this was an opportunity for me to write this sort of like a novel. Okay, so it's just a short story, um, in the style of a novel. And um, I'm very familiar with novels because I've read zero in my life. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, when I was younger in school, if it wasn't on, like, an audiobook, like, cassette tape, I was like, fuck, I'm failing this assignment. That sucks. Dyslexia! Dyslexia! <laughs> Bing! <laughs> uh, my buddy Derek sent me this mask. It says, I have sex daily. And then it's like, oops, I meant I had dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I love it. Oh, before we actually get there, I want to give a big frat chat shout out to our incredible listeners, which are spreading all over the world, my friend. I, I don't know how it's happening, but we are becoming quite a bit of a success story in the great country of India, which I love so much. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and keep listening. Tell your friends. We love it. You know who else listens to us a lot? The great land of France. Oh. But that's not it. We're also listening to us in Canada, Guatemala. Hola. Yeah. In Taiwan, in Nepal, in the UK, Great Britain, Ireland area, 
in Australia. Man, we, we're all over the world, and this is awesome. DuPaul is in Chicago. Really? Um, I said Nepal. You said what? Nepal, Nepal? man, with an N. N is Nancy. Is it oh, Nepal? Oh, said DuPaul. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm familiar. There. No, Nepal. Where's Nepal? Where's the country? Ding, ding. Here we go. <laughs> where's Simo, Nepal? Simo learns geography while Carlos has a brain aneurysm. You really don't know? I have no you idea. Really, you never know. It's in Asia, man. Oh. <laughs> Come on. But also specifically shout out to the people in the great land of Shimla, which is in India, and also Kolkata. Yeah, we've been getting some listeners there. Yeah, we can get specific. We've actually been watching you in your homes, so I know what you're doing. So you put the you put that magazine down, okay, people in Kolkata? We're watching you, and that's gross, okay? Okay, Plus, well. Those are your dad's magazines. Get your own. There's <laughs> the internet now. Like, what are you doing? Ew. Just Google it. I apologize to the people in Nepal. For Simo's American I'm ignorance. I'm not familiar with you. But, um, but <laughs> the students at DePaul University in, in uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah, which is totally You guys are pretty thing. cool. <laughs> yeah, great. You guys are great. That was totally a great segue. Uh, great way to cover yourself. Totally. Yeah, wonderful. Anywho, yes. okay. So, so this story um, is kind of picks up uh, a few years after where the, the last story left off. Okay. So, it kind of written in the same uh, format, I guess. Uh, the same main character, young Carlitos, but he's just a few cool. years older. And, um, and uh, Carlos, if you don't mind, uh, I have your lines highlighted. So I'll read everything oh, nice. else, but I just want you to specifically read the lines that are yours. <laughs> Beautiful. I can do that. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. <sighs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> um, drinking some tea here. Okay. I'm drinking tea too. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, whenever we have a show backstage, I'm always like, I always tell Carlos I need honey and lemon and green tea. And what do I have? I have non-brand bottled water. Great. And it's, and, and it's, and it's like questionable water, too. Like, where do they get that water I know. from? Bottle, <laughs> Why does the label the, peel off so easily? Yeah, the material, <laughs> the, the plastic, like, slowly dissolves oh, with oh, the Broadway water. comedy club. <laughs> Cheapskates. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, if we've drank the water at Broadway, we definitely don't need the COVID vaccine. We're I okay. Know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> True. I feel like one day we're going to see them filling the bottles back up in the bathroom and yeah. be like, oh, I know it. <laughs> I think they have a different idea of recycling than what we do. <laughs> Please, Broadway, do not cancel my show once we're back from quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. So here Let's we go. <clears throat> Back in the day. Wait, wait, wait. What is the name of the story? First oh, thing. it's called God, God. Carlos Goes to College. Well, you got to give the people the name, Simo. That's what professionals do. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Back in the day, there were two types of kids at the doctor's office. Those that selfishly connected the dots and circled all the missing items in the highlights magazines... And those that ate the crayons. Young Carlitos was the latter. Yum. <laughs> Carlitos was no stranger to putting things in his mouth, whether it was chocolate chips, potato chips, or paint chips, which would explain his size and scholastic aptitude. But with the help of Weight Watchers, a lot of prayer, and his swim team diversity scholarship, Carlitos was ready for college. Being on the swim team allowed Carlos to maintain his appetite and simultaneously burn thousands of calories. And he took advantage of this newfound freedom every day at the buffet-style dining hall. I want more, Here comes Hungry Hungry Hippo, the dining hall team would yell when they see him. Hey, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Here comes the Hungry Hungry Hippo, the dining hall team would yell when they'd see him burst through the double doors with his fanny pack filled to the brim with condiments like chili sauce, fish sauce, steak sauce, and mayo. I love mayo. Carlos had quite the reputation on campus for having the biggest appetite and for sedating an entire study hall with his impressive farts. That happened once, okay? Just one time. That's the story you're going with? Okay. That week. Happened that once, week. allegedly only one time. 
<laughs> One time, he managed to exhaust two soft serve frozen yogurt machines on the same day, and as a peace offering, the dining hall staff appeased him with a gallon of sour cream. <laughs> that night, his bottom burps were so bad that it triggered his roommate's epilepsy. <laughs> From that point on, Carlos was known as Bum Bazooka 2000. The Bum Bazooka 2000? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like it would smell like spoiled milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bum Bazooka 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Very impressive. Oh, God. So at the beginning of every semester, the Greek organizations schedule a week of fun activities in an effort to attract potential members. This week is called Formal Rush, and Carlos's appetites quickly became the talk of the town. If Carlos was on our team for homecoming relay races, we could actually win the pie-eating contest and the tug-of-war, said the president <laughs> of Lambda Chi Alpha. That particular day, this president and 20 other brothers approached Carlos at the dining hall to formally invite him to their all-you-can-eat hot dog eating night. Yeah. This was an easy decision for Carlos to make, and he responded with, I love to eat your wieners. <laughs> for the record we actually uh did win tug of war uh two years in a row with me on the team and we made it to the finals on my three beat yeah <laughs> i love it Oh God. On the other side of the dining hall was a more popular and much more attractive fraternity called Kappa Epsilon. And they were known for lots of hairspray and lots of swag. Cool, bro. They overheard this commotion, which prompted an emergency meeting. Brothers, I just want to go get on. Brothers, brothers. Our membership is low. Our collective GPA is low. And our star athletes just graduated. What are we going to do? Asked the president of With Lambda Kai's membership increasing exponentially, we're going to be overlooked by the popular sororities for this year's homecoming. Furthermore, we don't stand a chance in the tug of war without a strong anchor. Therefore, after much discussion, Charming Carlos became the fraternity's top priority. Yeah. The next morning, Carlos woke up to a trail of mayonnaise and ketchup packets that led him outside to the and to the student union where the entire teak fraternity sang La Bamba and had a piñata filled with tortillas and avocados. That is like my dream uh, scenario right there you described. <laughs> well, Carlos felt right at home and decided to attend rush events instead of attending Lamb the Kai's Sausage Fest. But I love sausage too. That night, K.E. took Carlos to Hooters for all-you-can-eat wings and for the, all the female attention one could ask for. One server was even nice enough to draw a diagram of a vagina on a cocktail napkin to prepare Carlos for the day he may actually see one in person. Can I put sriracha on a pussy before I eat it? Carlos asked. No, you may not, she yelled. For the record, that diagram has been very helpful to this day. Shout out. Shout out, Hooters. Carlos also has quite the collection because he would sit underneath the bleachers and take pictures of skirts. <laughs> he, has, he has a whole binder of vagina shots. I have uh, about uh, three Blackberry phones full of them. Uh, <laughs> but he called them pink berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god I, I i honestly cannot even allow for this to be edited out but if i go to jail for this joke it's on you ceo <laughs> i'll bail you out <laughs> yeah. the fuck? all right so carlos was having a great time with the guys and the pretty ladies He's never had real friends before, except for the chickens that he raised on his farm in Caracas, Venezuela. <laughs> but his family would eat the chickens for dinner. He had to constantly remind himself that his friends were not on the menu, even with a side of bean dip. <laughs> a week of fun activities with the fraternity flew by, and Carlos finally felt like he belonged. 
Although his swim team appreciated the diversity he brought to the pool, he knew that his real passion was to help the fraternity win homecoming. So when TKE officially offered a bid at the end of the week, he accepted wholeheartedly and was ready for the next step. But the next step came as a bit of a shock. Carlos and 15 other college freshmen all received invitations to meet at the fraternity house where they were blindfolded and driven to a remote location. They were greeted with what looked like a festival of lights, but were really just a few burning textbooks and figures in robes holding torches. Knowing our brothers is probably more like burning crosses, you know? (laughs) Yikes. For the record, nothing like that happened during my pledge process at all. Not trying to get canceled here. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Okay, so they were greedy with what looked like a festival of lights, but were really just a few burning textbooks and figures in robes holding torches. Maybe they're roasting a pig, like when me papa beat swine flu and we celebrated with the village. He thought... Nope, that's not it. The figure in the middle lowered his hood and addressed the 16 young men. This is your last chance to walk away because the next eight weeks will separate the boys from the men. You will follow our instructions, speak to us when spoken to, and prove to us that you are worthy to be part of the greatest organization of the world. United Nations? Carlos asked. No, the robed figure explained. Kappa Epsilon. Yay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the 16 young men found themselves in a predicament because this was nothing like the treatment they received the week prior when the fraternity members courted them with food, booze, and blowies. But these oh, yeah, 16 Simo. freshmen, similar to Carlos, were homesick. For the record, the, the, the blowies did not come from them. Uh, they were from different people, just so you know. They were, they were actually girls. Oh, uh, just, okay. Yeah, I'll put that too. in the revision. Yeah, totally hot. Okay, cool. Before it's published. Yeah, that's all I ask. Um, okay. The blowies the, from them came after I got in, but the, <laughs> but the ones from Rush were promised that there was supposed to be girls. Turned out to just be them in a dress after the fact. <laughs> but at least they pretended like they were girls to begin with. You know, just just Out of footnote. Blowies were from <laughs> vacuum cleaners only. No <laughs> vacuum cleaners were harmed in the writing of this memoir. It's at that one vacuum cleaner that was harmed, but that was an accident. <laughs> okay, it fell down the stairs. You know, that was on its own. Though. Okay, so, but these 16 freshmen, similar to Carlos, were homesick and so desperately wanted to be part of a tribe. That night, along with the next few weeks, these poor pledges found themselves wet and exhausted after hours of physical training. But with drive and perseverance, they prevailed. Carlos became close with his pledge brothers, and he found that this newfound companionship was something that he had been missing his whole life. So what if the brothers make me dance for them in a tutu? I finally have friends. Carlos thought, and these friends introduced him to the world of professional wrestling, classic video games, and marijuana. Wow, this is the American dream, he would say. One day, his pledge brother Dan burst into the study hall with some startling news. You guys, Dan said while catching his breath, I have some startling news. Jennifer Lopez is going to play Selena again? Carlos asked. (laughs) Who's Selena? Dan replied. Anyway, he continues, I was smoking weed with some of the brothers and I overheard one of them say that we're going to have to sit in a room and watch bad movies all night with no sleep. Mm. So should we sleep now? Carlos suggested. We could, says Dan. Or we could take some of these shrooms I scored and make the most of our nights. Oh, I love mushrooms. Carlos says. But me mama said they give me air biscuits. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Air 
biscuits. The room oh. looked at Carlos with confusion. When I eat mushrooms, I have to answer the call of the wild burrito. The room continues to stare at Carlos. You know what I mean? Like a big booty bubbler? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos's Pledge Brothers didn't quite catch his drift, unfortunately. And they all ate the shrooms with the help of Carlos's condiments from his fancy fanny pack. <laughs> a couple hours later, they all met at the fraternity house, and their suspicions were correct. They were stuffed in a small room with poor ventilation and forced to watch bad movies. No snacks, no breaks, and no mercy. But no problem because they all giggled their way through Rollerball, Jack and Jill, and Daddy Day Camp. Everyone was enjoying themselves except for Carlos. Carlos started to sweat and was visibly very uncomfortable. Oh... I need to use the baño, he said quietly. You will speak when spoken to, you little shit, yelled a brother. No, it's a shit muy grande, said Carlos as he stood up. This is emergency. The fraternity brother knocked Carlos back onto the floor, and as Carlos hit the ground, his hiney hiccuped so violently <laughs> that some of the pledges vomit and it steam-pressed the curtains. <laughs> the brother cracked open the door to the room for some fresh air, but Carlos kept colon bowling oh, no. uncontrollably, <laughs> and the pledges were falling over one after another. The brother cried out for help. Someone light a candle because this fucking bench warmer is trying to kill us. <laughs> another brother rushed to the room with a candle, and the moment he lit the match... The entire house blew up in flames, or what some call the Great Brown Thunder of 2008. Today, on the college campus, stands a copper statue of the great butt-yoler himself, Carlos Garcia. And people from all over the world travel to this statue to honor him with their best anal salutes. Although he didn't live long enough to take the gold medal at homecoming, he did manage to win the friendship of 15 young lads, which was more than his mama could ever ask for. <laughs> the end. Uh, for the record, I uh, do appreciate uh, the best uh, anal salutes. Uh, people, from all, from, people from all over the world coming here into me. Usually uh, old veterans, too. They they love to do it. It's, it's quite weird. They're, they're old, mm -hmm. you know, very, very old. But sometimes even even young people, too. It's weird. You know, it's just all over the world. So and that is why there exists these new contraptions called flameless, flameless candles inspired <laughs> by the great brown thunder of 2008. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a... Uh, great cautionary tale but you know i i like to say it's not my fault that things went awry you know i did warn them that uh i was about to deliver a poopy dookie cookie okay and then they were the ones that refused to heed my warnings so i don't know if you ask me turnabout is fair play uh literally and i just turned about and uh, pooped all over them so you know it is what it is <laughs> all right you, you you read you read your part beautifully, I must say. Uh, thank you. I, I've been method acting for about three weeks. I wasn't sure what I would have to do for this role, so I actually uh, had been eating nothing but jars of sour cream for the last six days. So, you know, it's, it's great. It's great. I've been prepared for this, and I feel like I'm really into it. I've gained a grotesque amount of weight in the process, and it's, it, which is unnecessary, really, because this is a podcast, so nobody will see me. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I like to say I'm a professional in the biz, <laughs> so I take it seriously. It's my craft, you know. Carlos is but like, anyway. I'm going to play a millennial. So I'm going to do the method technique and apply for unemployment. And I'm going to cancel anyone that says anything wrong about anything ever. Because we're all about a cancel culture. I mean, honestly, it's been working out pretty well for me. Like uh, the other day, I was walking down in the street and then this old lady wasn't wearing her mask. And I said, please, ma'am, you should put on a mask. 
you are, you're quite old, you're very much susceptible to this disease, COVID. And she looked at me and she said, go fuck yourself, you Spanish bastard. So what did I do? I shoved her down the stairs of the subway and canceled her ass, you know? So <laughs> it worked. I'm much more happier as a result of it. And uh, yeah, no one's heard her say anything racist since. And when I say cancel culture, <laughs> I really mean brutalizing the elderly. Yes, exactly. That. Uh, that's uh, that's that's about a swelling cancer culture. We just stuff them in a trunk and they disappear, and we never hear from them again. Is yours different? Is is, is it different? Because because that's what I thought cancer culture um, meant. No, you keep doing you, boo boo. Well, if I did do it wrong, then I just want to go ahead and say I'm sorry, and um, it might explain why your grandma. Uh, didn't show up for Christmas last year. <laughs> She's just saying. She said some really mean things. <laughs> so when I thought she was in hospice, she was really in witness protection, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. And by witness protection, you're at the trunk of my car. You know? <laughs> She's very gullible. She's very gullible. <laughs> That's so okay. funny. That All right, I'm ready note. for your story. So, you know, we're, we're going to take you down now to CMOS college experience and the pledge experience of a very young old school Chris and this time old school Chris isn't just doing any regular mission no this is the story where old school Chris meets the brothers meets based on the life and musings of old school Chris Chris Moore did you write this in final draft Uh, I did because I am a professional in the biz and uh, I'm going to the sell this story. Is stellar. And as, Boy, a, as a gay award winning um, s- script writer, I can say that I'm very impressed with this um, format. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I figure I'm going to sell this story when I'm done to Steven Spielberg. So buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So we open up to the interior of old school Chris's dorm room. It's the early 2000s. And it's dusk. Old school Chris sits happily on his bunk bed with his trusty fraternity pledge book by his side. He's surfing the web on his laptop where he has just stumbled upon a website that shows fraternity boys just like him playing an interesting game of Twister. In this version, however, (laughs) the players play the game while wearing only their fraternity letters. They also use lube to get into all kinds of fun positions. Old school Chris looks very intrigued. As his pants begin to tighten, old school Chris begins to feel a little confused. In fact, he'd spend most of his college life feeling confused. (laughs) (laughs) He often wonders when his fraternity experience will turn to be like the one he enjoys watching on the internet. Oh, so very much. However, as his pants continue to tighten, his train of thought is broken as old school Chris hears a knock on his door. Uh, Simo? You in there, bud? Oh, I just a second. Old school Chris quickly puts the laptop away. He doesn't want to spoil the exciting new pledging experience he found over the internet to his favorite pledge brother, Gay Aiken. For old school Chris still hopes they'll come true one day. One day, he thought. He also hides his trusty bottle of Jurgen's lotion under his pillow, and he signals for Gay Aiken to enter the room. Come in. Gay Aiken comes into the dorm room. Greetings and salutations to my favorite place brother from another mother. What's up, buddy? I don't know, man. I'm a little nervous about the pledge event tonight. Nervous? Why would you be nervous? You are the best pledge. No, man. <laughs> okay, let's give a, a quick disclaimer. This, okay, so our pledge, my pledge brother's pledge name was in fact Gay Aiken, and I did not pick that name. And I'm saying that in case my friend, the real Clay Aiken, ever happens to listen to this. Not to name drop. I am or anything. sorry. Um, and this was this was before <laughs> I knew you, and um, I'm sorry that I voted for Ruben Stuttered. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. And uh, Clay, I am uh, uh, sorry I don't know you myself, but I'm also sorry that I also voted for Ruben Stuttered. So no. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I didn't watch the show. Simo told me to vote for. I just did it. And oh it's, my god. Sorry, sorry. Love you though. You're great. Okay, I just want to get that out there and continue. Okay, it's, it's Gay Aiken's line. Okay, let me get into character and uh, action. I know, man, but the brothers keep telling me to expect something crazy tonight. 
I really hope they don't make us do an elephant walk. <laughs> I wish. Wait, what? Old school Chris did not mean to say that. He awkwardly tries to play it off. Uh, that was totally a, a joke. I, I, I really hope they don't make us do any gay stuff, too. You know? Oh, <clears throat> the awkward silence goes on for far too long as old school Chris tries to find something to say. He's saved by the dinging of Gay Aiken's phone. Uh oh, I got the text. We have to meet the brothers in the student union in 30 minutes. I'll text the other pledges. Let's go. So do ahead. I'll be right there. I promised my girlfriend I'd call her before the pledge event. Gay Aiken lets out a sigh. It feels the need to say something. <sighs> hey, man, you really should stop telling everybody about your girlfriend. Everybody really feels like you made her up. No, I didn't make her up. She, she is totally real. She just goes to a different school and she'll be super upset with me if I don't call her before this pleasure event. Now leave me alone, okay? Okay, whatever you say. Uh, I'll see you at the pledge meeting. Gay Aiken exits the room. Old school Chris picks up his cell phone and dials. He then says to the other end, Hi, I just wanted to call before the pleasure event and say goodnight. I can't wait to see you and hug you again. I love you so much. Good night, Mom. <laughs> you know, I love that you write the speech embed of it into the script. It's so funny to me. I, I'm really not doing a voice. It's written in like that, you know? That makes it easy to do, you know? And I have and to say, Gay Aiken was by far one of my favorite Pledge Brothers. He's the man. He was actually my grand pig. Fun fact. For, oh, really? for outside speak, it's, it means your, bigs, your big brother's big brother in the fraternity. So it becomes like a family line. Yeah, so it's kind of like your, your fraternity grandpa or some shit like that. You know, that's what he would be. You know, nice. he's only like, he's not that much older than me. You know, it's just, you know, it's, not, it's like Simo is like several years older than me. Uh, Gaikin is not that much older than me. Um, he's so older than both of us, actually. According to Simo's ID, wink, wink. <laughs> According to the Botox in my forehead You know, um, the listeners, the way it works is You know, if Carlos ever um, gets lucky to get married um, uh, Gay Aiken will be the one that walks him down the aisle That's how it right. works It's a weird thing I don't know, I just, I just do it I just do it Anyways. Perfect Anyways, okay So the scene fades out After Simo talks to his quote-unquote girlfriend Who, who and- I and I talked to this lady um, to this day Twice a day. (laughs) (laughs) Usually the language uh, that he uses is much more graphic, though. So I just, you know, sometimes kids listen to this, so I just didn't want to go there. So I'm like, hey, mom, how's that asshole treating you? (laughs) Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So the scene fades back in to now. It's inside the fraternity meeting at the student union in college. It's nighttime. Old school Chris is lined up next to Gay Aiken, along with a ragtag group of pledges. They're all shaking nervously. The fraternity's pledge dad calls the pledge meeting to order. Pledges? Welcome to another pledge event. It's time to get started. Assume the position. Oh. All of the pledges get in push-up position immediately, except for old school Chris, who gets on his <laughs> knees. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing, kid? I'm at push-up position. Oh, sorry. I, I saw it in the video on the internet. It's actually why I joined the frat. I don't care where you saw it. Now drop and give me 20, you fucking motherfucking asshole piece of shit ass motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pledges all bust out their best push-ups, except for old school Chris, whose arms are simply too skinny and weak. <laughs> <laughs> After several minutes, we hear old school Chris struggling. <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers have waited long enough. The pledge stat steps in. Okay, that's enough. Five. <laughs> God damn it, Austin, that's enough. Jesus Christ, sit down. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, welcome 
to a special edition of pledging. As you can see, all the brothers are here, and they want something from you. Gay Aiken nervously glances at old school Chris. This is exactly what he was worried about. He nervously squirms as he prepares for his nightmare, the dreaded elephant walk. Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Old school Chris pretends to share Clay Aiken's feelings of nervousness. In reality, the excitement is rising from inside of his heart, as well as his pants again. Oh yeah, Simo. The pledged dad interrupts old school Chris's thoughts. Well, boys, long story short, we're hungry as hell and we're craving cheesesteaks. But you can't find a good cheesesteak anywhere in this piece of shit town. That's why you guys are going to get in your cars and traveling to beautiful Philadelphia to get us the best cheesesteaks in the country. <laughs> beautiful Philadelphia. <laughs> what a dump. <laughs> so dirty. Hey, Philly, you guys are great. Yay, woo. <laughs> Gay Aiken and old school Chris react to the news. No elephant walk, you guys. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yay. Oh, man, no elephant walk. What a dip. <laughs> The pledges look at old school Chris with a confused look on their face. They quickly move past it, however, when the pledge dad commands their attention. Okay, so what are we gonna do is we're gonna get this show on the road. But before we do, which one of you losers is the pledge class secretary? We need someone to write down our orders. Old school Chris's heart sinks. He was chosen as the pledge class secretary, thinking he wouldn't have to do any real work. Now it was his job to take down the order. From every single brother. (laughs) This would be a simple enough task for any of the other pledge brothers. However, old school Chris suffered from dyslexia. (laughs) He immediately begins to sweat as the pledge dad begins to order first. Okay, so everything in that paragraph is 100% accurate. <laughs> I really didn't think I was like, Secretary, that's a title that I won't have to do anything. Easy. I'll text that's why everybody does it. <laughs> it's like, Secretary, what the fuck could you possibly need a secretary? I'll do it. And then you are literally the bitch to yeah. send all these stupid notes and all this bullshit. It's the worst job ever. <laughs> so awful. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. The pledge dad goes first. All right. I'll take a whiz with from Pat's and a whiz without from Gino's. Nice and easy. Who's next? And for the listeners, a whiz with is cheesesteak talk in Philly for having whiz, meaning cheese whiz, which is melted cheese, and with onions and I think peppers. Okay, so it's not Um, melted cheese. It's like... Gross imitation cheese out of a whoa, can. Whoa, 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 whoa. I take offense to that because I personally oh, love uh, that gooey, delicious cheese. And I don't care how you think it is. It's the greatest cheese ever. Oh, it's amazing. Gross. So I take offense to that. And it is awesome. So uh, don't listen to what he said, listeners. Um, and they get very offended if you order ketchup there. They'll like kind of look at you and then they'll give it to you on the side. So just be careful. But anyways, it's a little, little little knowledge yes. for you guys out there. Yeah. So let's see. The brothers now aggressively surround old school Chris, who is holding a small pen and pad in his hands. All of them begin shouting orders at once. Old school Chris's hands trembling as he struggles to keep up. The orders just keep on coming. Uh, I'll have a whiz without side of ketchup. Hmm. I'll take a whiz with and make sure they don't skimp the onions, please. Uh, I just do a plain cheesesteak, please, and uh, get one for my girlfriend, too. Old school Chris is jotting furiously, trying his best to keep up with the hungry brother's dinner demands. He seems to get a handle on things when suddenly a brother steps in. His name is Froggy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I see here. um... Oh, wait, I said it wrong. Let me back up. Well, I see here. um... (laughs) I always like to say, if it's easy, it's sleazy. And uh, all these orders are just too sleazy. So I hope you are ready for um, this one, because I expect perfection. Mm, are you ready for my super delicious yummy order? Uh, I guess. Brother Froggy begins to detail his order. It's super convoluted and weird. 
It's everything a dyslexic old school Chris ever feared. <laughs> he would. What a, he was such a fucking jackass. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> I got the, the whiz whip on my cheesesteak, but only half with sandwich so should have with, and the other half without. I, I would also, uh, I also would like the left side to have lettuce, tomato, pickles, ketchup, grilled peppers, salt, pepper, and onions of the paprika. On the right side, the same thing, but take out the pickles and add garlic powder. And I also uh, want, um, with, with the sandwich press, and I want you to be in charge of my order. Uh, that means you are responsible for my sandwich making it here in one piece. Got it? I, I think so. Um, but that was really complicated. Uh, could you repeat that? Nope. Uh, see you later, Pledge. <laughs> but I... Before old school Chris can say anything else, the Pledge staff steps in. Okay, Pledges. You got our order. You have until the end of the night. Split up into your cars and get your asses to Philly. And don't fuck this up. Or else. <laughs> the pledges exchange glances of fear as the brothers exit the room. It's time to run. The pledges quickly sprint to their car. Gay Aiken is one of the drivers, and he takes old school he Chris. Was. Yay! I figured. Dude, I'm so, I'm so good. Yeah. I, I fucking just knew it. Gay Aiken is one of the drivers, and he takes old-school Chris and two other pledges in his car, Bisco and Bleak. Bisco was a foreign exchange student in the pledge class stoner, <laughs> while Bleak was notorious for peeing his pants. <laughs> as, as they make their way to Philadelphia to retrieve the cheesesteak, old-school Chris's mind races with confusion and fear. Oh gosh, there are so many orders. I can barely read my handwriting. This is so stressful. And why did Friday get the most complicated sandwich in the history of mankind? This is nothing like my videos. I wish it was Twister. I confuse Gay Aiken tries to help. Uh, okay guys, um, we're all very stressed here, so I think we need some music to liven up the mood. Okay, so why don't you man the music, Simo? This is exactly what old school Chris needed to change his mood. He excitedly responds. Say no more. I got just what we need. <laughs> Old oh school God. Chris puts his favorite <laughs> CD inside the radio CD player. He never goes anywhere without it. As the music starts blasting, the other brothers look uh, quite confused as Christina Aguilera's dirty blasts along the speaker. The noise is deafening. <laughs> this is also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simo? You mind turning it down a little bit? It's kind of hard to drive with this blasting in my ear. So what's that? I can't hear over the super sweet sounds of Christina. <sighs> Never mind. Oh damn it! I missed the best part of the song. I'll just start the whole sea over. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> the pledge is all grown loudly, but old school Chris can't hear over the music. The scene fades out. You know what? Um, uh, Gay Aiken always played. Um, um, it was uh, Dave Matthews Band. In fact, he uh, only makes love to Dave Matthews Band, which is kind of weird. You know, maybe he, he says he can't do it unless there's a twelve-piece band playing in the background. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> maybe D Dave's got the hookup. <laughs> His car is clean. Always smells good. Why not? Um, you know what I mean. So it was always me, him. I feel like I feel like I guess it's bleak. In the story? Yep. We were always in the same car because we were the three officers. See? So I got three out of the four right. Correct. I am killing it. You are. I am killing it. And I had to listen to Metallica on my way to my pledge events because I would like to get in the zone, brother. And then maybe some rap, but mostly Metallica. I, I feel yeah. like sometimes I would, like, play Good Charlotte in, like, secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd play that in secret, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they have tattoos. I'm a badass. This gives me street cred. Why not? Now I understand why it was so hard to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lifetime and the rich and the famous. <laughs> For the love of God, stop singing that. Exactly. Oh, God. Okay. Well, back to it. That and the rent so, soundtrack. Okay, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene fades back in, and now we're in Philadelphia. It's evening. 
After two hours of hearing nothing except Christina Aguilera's dirty, Gay Aiken's car finally arrives in Philadelphia to hunt down the brothers' order at competing cheesesteak chains, Geno's and Pat's, located across the street from each other. They parked next to each other in a car filled with the remaining pledges. They made it there with no traffic. All they had to do now was order the cheesesteaks and make their way home. No sweat. The mood was lively until old school Chris got a call in his cell. Uh, uh, hello? Um, excuse me, I'm very, very hungry right now and I'm <laughs> waiting for my delicious food. Uh, what is the status update of my delicious sandwich? What? It's only been two hours. We just got the Philly. We were told we have until the end of the night. So we won't be home for at least another 30 hours. Well, that was just not acceptable. I'm very, very hungry and this was not meant to be easy. Remember what I, what I always say, if it's easy, it's sleazy. But sure, you have 90 minutes to get the sandwiches and be home or else. Okay, bye now. Now we fade out and now we come back in to Gay Aiken's car. It's evening. As old school Chris and his pledge class speeds to make it home, the pledges in his car are all filled with fear. In order to release some tension, Bisco has sparked a rather large blunt in the back seat. Bleak, on the other hand, now has a large wet puddle of urine brewing beneath him. The car furiously reeking of cheesesteaks, urine, and weed. Yeah. <laughs> That's bleak, all right. <laughs> Always peeing himself. Yeah. Old school Chris is sitting on the front seat, holding Froggy's sandwich on his lap. As he questioned whether he was able to write all the orders correctly, he begins to feel a wave of panic rising. He starts to freak out. Oh man, I'm freaking out. So what am I going to do? Who was the idiot that made the dyslexic kid the plus class secretary? Sibo, <laughs> 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 um, that, that was your idea, man. You volunteered. Oh, well, whoever agreed to it is clearly an idiot. Oh god, I'm going to get chased so bad. This is the worst day ever. You got to calm down, man. Seriously, this is not helping. Don't tell me to calm down. I can't calm down. I hate this stupid fraternity. I should just quit right now. Man, you can't quit. We already had one guy quit, and look what happened to him. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I thought he already had Chlamydia before he quit. That's what, what? they want you to think. <laughs> Oh, well, at least his sister's super cute. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, she don't is a, quit. I mean, she really is adorable, though. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, anyways, don't quit. You just have to take your mind off it. Take a second to think back to the most pleasant memory you can think of. That should help. Oh, well, okay. I guess I'll try. Old school Chris closes his eyes and begins to think about his most pleasant memory. Suddenly, the thought of the video he was watching earlier comes to mind. He begins to relax as he envisions his pledge class taking the role of the boys playing Twister in the video. Gay Aiken and him gently lubing each other up and helping each other get into all kinds of playful and fun positions. Old school Chris is now smiling from ear to ear and feeling totally relaxed. In fact, he is too relaxed. He doesn't notice that his pants begin to tighten beneath the weight of Brother Froggy's cheesesteak and his excited mind. The warmth, the warmth feels nice on his body. He begins to relax again. Oh, wow. This is really helping you guys. As old school Chris continues to play in his thoughts, he begins to feel a funny feeling inside his loins, as well as something coming out of him uncontrollably. Oh, oh yes. He's very confused. As old school Chris is now covered in a warm, sticky goo. The only thing hiding it from Gay Aiken's view is Froggy's cheesesteak sitting on his lap. The pledges now have safely arrived back on campus. Old school Chris is really scared. Oh God, what is this stuff? It's all over me. I wish my mom was here, or maybe Father Brian. She knows just what to do. <laughs> Good old Father Brian. <laughs> uh, it's weird that, that they keep moving him from churches, you know. It's just <laughs> we miss you, Father Brian. <laughs> Gay Aiken interrupts Simo's freak out, 
Come on, guys, let's go! With no time to spare, old school Chris notices that Froggy's sandwich has absorbed some of the mysterious sticky goo off his pants. <laughs> oh, he has yeah, no choice but to on. take the sandwich as is and add it to the pile of the other brother's cheesesteaks. His best bet? To hope to God that brother Froggy didn't notice. The pledges arrive at the student union and are once again greeted by the crowd of hungry brothers. Now we are in the inside of the fraternity meeting at the student union. It's very late evening at this point. The exhausted, the exhausted group of pledges stands around the brothers as they all quietly eat their cheesesteaks. Old school Chris discreetly watches Froggy grab his sandwich, waiting for him to notice that old school Chris had accidentally ruined it with one of old school Chris's old sticky situations. Oh yeah, Simo. He watches Brother Froggy as he unwraps the now super soggy sandwich and takes a rather large <laughs> bite. <laughs> as he slowly chews his food, suddenly Brother Froggy's eyes widen and he slowly puts the sandwich down. He stands up and calls for old school Chris. Where is Timo, everybody? I demand to speak with him right now. Old school Chris nervously walks over. Um, is everything okay, sir? The silence is deafening as Froggy stares a hole through old school Chris. Listen to me, young man. Do you think I wouldn't notice? Oh, no. Old school Chris can feel his heartbeat racing as he cowers in fear. Uh, he noticed what? Do you think I wouldn't notice that you added mayo to my cheesecake? I specifically <laughs> said no mayo. Oh, Old yeah. school Chris can't believe his luck. Brother Froggy thinks the goo is mayo. Old school Chris tries to play it off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to get it on there. I should hate you, but I won't because I have to say this is the best cheese thing I've ever had. Good job, Timo. I love you. <laughs> Old school Chris smiles from ear to ear. He just can't believe his luck tonight. Well, I, I guess you can say compliments to the chef. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody give three cheers for Simo. All the brothers join in. Hip, 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 the brothers are all excited until... Hey, Simo, what's that sticky stuff on your pants? <laughs> oh, <laughs> old school Chris's eyes widen. Uh, what sticky stuff? Simo! Fade to black. <laughs> it was just mayo. <laughs> it's just mayo. Just a little bit of mayo. mayo. <laughs> Good job. I have to say... It, it was pretty historically accurate. <laughs> oh my god! That's what I think. That's what I love the most of it all. <laughs> but instead of Father Brian, it's more like Pastor Dante. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to protect uh, Pastor Dante for you, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, none you know. of it's out there. Uh, shout out to uh, Pastor Dante. That's so funny (laughs) You know what though I really did Like I don't even know What better word to use I molested Every sandwich With my fingers I I opened up Every single one And I ripped Pickles off this one And onions off this one And I Scraping things with my fingernails on this sandwich, put on that sandwich, oh. and I'm and I'm wiping things with, with napkins and throwing them out the window. I mean, I was just a mess. I Simo's, Simo's fingernails up. look like a crime scene, you know, like a murder scene. Like he fought violently for his life, so, but he was like fighting a cheesesteak for his life. Just, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yep. Just cheese and onions, just right under those fingernails. It's disgusting. So, um, where's my Oscar? Uh, they only give those to good actors. We'll add that to the list of the other awards I'm waiting for in the mail. Yeah, it's in the mail. It's totally in the mail. <laughs> it is coming. Uh, maybe give it like 40 to 50 years, but it's coming. It, it's coming. <laughs> Damn that Trump ruining the USPS, you know? Totally it's his fault. all over <laughs> your sandwich. Oh, Lord. But I do feel like now the listeners get to know us even a little bit better. So this perhaps is, will be a segment that we'll keep bringing back and we'll keep detailing stories from her pledged life. All right, so I guess, I guess that's a wrap, right? That is a wrap on us. Before we get out of here, though, 
as always, make sure to give us a follow on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. Make sure you give me a follow on Instagram at Carlos Does the World, on Facebook at Carlos Does the World, on TikTok at Carlos Does the World, and on Twitter at Carlos Does World because they want to limit my creativities and take away my thoughts. Fuck you, Twitter. Uh-huh. Fuck you. And make sure you follow my good buddy Simo over here on the Twitter at Seymour Comedy and on Instagram at Chris.Moore.Comedy. And make sure, lastly, to follow our amazing sponsor, as always, The Moon Life Clothing. Check them out at The Moon Life Clothing on Instagram and at TheMoonLife.com for their website. And and one last thing, I, I want to um, not I, we, we normally dedicate an entire episode to an apology tour, but I have right. to make an apology right now to my mother for the <laughs> post I made in which I did a strip tease for Michael Pence. She told me it affects her work environment when I post oh. smutty things. So everyone, jump on Instagram and look at this hot bot before my mom takes it down. Ooh, wow. And um, I also want to apologize to Simo's mother for posting that video of her stripping on the <laughs> internet. Uh, <laughs> I know you were young and you needed the money and I shouldn't have done that, but it just looked hey, too You got to flaunt it, so, you know? Sorry. You know, it is what it is. She she looks great. So I, what, what, what am I going to do? not share it with the world. Like mother, like son. (laughs) Just remember, America, you're one Botox operation away from looking great. Don't forget. Who has the better (laughs) rack? Vote on Instagram, on our poll. All right, guys, I'm going to motion to adjourn. And a second. Sweet. All right, guys. We'll be back next week with more season three. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Smooches. See you.